Um, Channel 10. <laughs> Today's episode of Channel 10 Podcast is brought to you by Channel10Podcast.com. When you go to Channel10Podcast.com, you can check out our back catalog of great episodes. And you can also help support the show by clicking the store link and purchasing some Channel 10 Podcast merchandise. With that, let's start the show. You used to be like, see you then, Channel 10. And we used to think that people would catch on. You know, but like, if you're not from Queens, <laughs> if you don't got Time Warner or whatever, like, well, I got to do it, yo. Yo, what up, man? It's a different channel, son. What up, horn, man? What up? Watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. What up? All good, baby, in every hood, son. What up, yo? CNN, Network Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, it's grown men. Bold face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, Network Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, that's grown men. Bold face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo. Call is now being recorded. Yo, yo. We're back once again. It's the Channel 10 Podcast, and I am the almighty AR, and I'm alongside... Singal Superior. And the day is currently January 1st, 2016. We made it. Barely. Barely. <laughs> How you feeling, man? Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just mad tired, you know, after... Uh the party we had at my house, um, well into early, well into uh, the wee hours of uh, today. Yeah. Um, you know, I was working on one hour of sleep and I had to go to work. Mm. So yeah, other than that, I'm I'm cool. How about I, yourself? I feel pretty good. I you know got a nice little nap and I felt kind of bad because I was like, man, you know, you have to you know go to work and be up. Maybe I should stay up in solidarity. But then I was like, nah, my body just shut down. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's cool. I haven't had a chance to do my my uh, my yearly reflections yet. I've just been running around. But, um, you know, especially for this podcast, you know, we started it. And it's definitely grown from, you know, just some phone conversations that we <laughs> record and have drunk <laughs> for like four hours. <laughs> Yeah. To uh, you know, to where we've had some esteemed guests, and the views are picking up, and people are paying attention, and you know, the feedback that we've been getting from people is that they're genuinely impressed. So I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, genuinely impressed, and you know, some people who just didn't, you know, who didn't exactly believe in it, they just thought it was like more or less a, uh, I guess, a glorified hobby. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's all good. And now people are like, um, oh, you guys did that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are those are the interesting stories and conversations to have. But um but yeah, um oh yeah, speaking of, of um, you know, into the wee hours of the morning and then you go into work. What were you telling me earlier about uh about what happened to you at work? <laughs> oh oh yeah, yeah. So it is really it really happens to me, but it's been happening you know, lately, I guess. And so when I get really tired, especially when I'm at work, because I'm have to stand up pretty much uh, most of the day, um, I get these really deep spells of drowsiness where I start um, hallucinating and I almost fall like on the floor. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry, laugh. <Larry. laughs> 
So, you know, when you dropped me off, I was kind of okay, but I still didn't feel right. So, actually, when I had got the coffee in me, it still didn't exactly help. So, when I got to, like, my first post, um, I was, like, looking at the floor. The floor was moving, and then I kind of blacked out, and then I woke up because I almost fell over. Um, and mind you, I was like, I was, I, I like, I kind of dozed off against a door. Oh man! Um, in front of people. So anyway, um, that happened, and then that happened like a good three times. I almost fell on the floor in the morning. So I'm like, all right, I'm good. I was just trying to get it, like make it to lunch so I can have a power nut. But then I started hallucinating, uh-huh. and so you know, I work with I work with uh, kids all day during my uh, during the uh, the winter break, and um. Essentially, I was kind of talking to myself at certain points because I, I guess I would doze off and then I would have like a dream that a kid was a kid came up and talked to me, and then so I would wake up and I could I could like you know I could tell that I was uttering something and then people were looking at me. So you know I can only imagine that you, you know you have all these white people, these middle class white people. I'm this nigga with this hair. They probably think I'm like I'm on something like on Molly or some shit. Um. So yeah, man. Then like it was, I was writing something, and next thing I knew, like it was something about a kid and a demon, and something that I, like I just I saw, and mm. then it went away really fast. It was some creepy, some creepy shit. Mm. Um, you know, it's just like other hallucinations. Like I thought that maybe I thought that like a man just came up to me, <laughs> but it didn't happen. At least I don't think it happened. But you know what that is, right? Um, I believe that's. Um, since you don't have the sleep, your your brain is still trying to dream, and so basically you're you're dreaming while you're awake. Because I've had that happen to me on numerous occasions, like especially when I'm driving, mm-hmm. and like I might see like a um like a like a fire hydrant, and it looks like some type of little child leprechaun, or like <laughs> it's been times when I've been driving and I, and I think somebody's in the passenger seat. And then I look over and there's nobody there and I have to kind of get, you know, get myself on track. But yeah, sleep is definitely important. Like, I think I'm about to take one of these melatonin pills tonight and, you know, get my melatonin, you know, back in balance and all that melatonin magic like cannabis said. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah. I always think that that most deaf made melatonin magic. It just sounds like something you would make. (laughs) Nah, what was his thing? Um, True magic. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a bad album, actually. None of his albums are really bad albums to me. Yeah, I guess. I like the packaging for it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the packaging was was definitely uh, revolutionary. I wonder, I wonder what the conversation was like between Most Def and Kanye West when Kanye West dropped um, Jesus. Hmm. That's right. Yeah, that that had some bare packaging as well. Yeah, just a clear uh, case, and you know. Most Def or Yasin Bey is a uh, good music affiliated, so you know I'm sure that wasn't a coincidence. Yeah. But um, I guess speaking of music, um, what uh, I guess was there anything that's that that stood out to you from this past year, or anything that you know you think you'll take with you into the future? <laughs> 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 no pun intended. I didn't mean that. <laughs> um, but you know, so, you know, something from 2015 that is going to stick with you to 
That's a long time. Um, you know, I mean, right now, maybe, maybe future. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm like, I, I really think at this point we are in like a golden age of trap music, mm-hmm. and just based on, you know, his monster mixtape and the other two mixtapes he's had, and even you know DS2 to a certain extent. You know, I feel like trap music is kind of its own genre at this point. Mm. Because Future it really isn't exactly rapping anymore. He is just he's he's doing like some MIA type stuff. He's he's harmonizing and he's saying words and a cadence. Mm. But it's not exactly hip hop. Hold on, was Future on MIA's last album? No, no. Remember she had Hit Boy. Hit Boy did like a lot of okay, stuff. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. That would be a dope collaboration that you just now that you just mentioned it. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, cause yeah, cause now she's getting like more into auto tune. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean even like the beats, man. Like you know the beats. You know, I think I, I I've, I've told you this last week. You know, if if I was listening to Young Jeezy when he first came out and Future came came from the future mm-hmm. and told me like, hey, trap music ten years from now is gonna be totally different. I'm gonna have this album called DS2. And it's gonna have certain beats on there. That I think you would like. I would have told him to get the fuck out because <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't have believed him. And now yeah. I'm just kind of amazed at how much trap music has progressed. And you know, you have people like Metro Boomin and DJ Eskimo City doing all this stuff on FL Studio and the laptop. It's amazing. Yeah, and um, this is interesting too. Like, you know, when you first think of the term trap music, you know, I think of Ti. And I think of his first two albums where, you know, sonically, it was kind of East Coasty, Like, you know, a lot of those records, um, especially, you know, I think the song that he had called Trap Music, from what I can remember, I used to ride around to that. And, you know, it, it was it was Southern, but it was reminiscent of like East Coast lyrical hip hop with like a drug, um, uh, I guess, you know, content wise, it was, you know, trap content. And then with Jeezy, it kind of evolved more into the 808 type sound. And then now you have what we have now, which I guess, um, to me, there's three different types of trap music. There's the early 2000s stuff where trap music is referring to just, you know, rapping about the Southern drug, dope boy, D-boy culture. Then there's the hip hop trap music like Future. And then there's the EDM trap music, which is kind of branched off. And that's like uh, Major Lazer to some degree with some of that stuff. And uh, Bauer and that stuff that Just Blaze is doing now and that whole type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what about you? What uh, artist or music? Um, I mean, of course, you know, to be cliche, Kendrick, of course. Uh, it's a pimp or butterfly. Um, that really stands out. Um, just that song, All Right. I mean, just the whole presentation of it. I think the West Coast as a whole, that whole click. Because, like, another thing that really stands out to me is Kamazi Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, that three disc uh, jazz album, the Epic. And then Kamazi had a, you know, he played a lot on to Pimp a Butterfly. Um, but but the, just his album and just, you know, just the. Uh, just how lush it is sonically um, because it's like jazz music with an orchestra and then sometimes when he's playing the horn it's like it's just screaming and he just goes on these uh, these musical rants with it um, it's really interesting to me so um, 
I guess the resurgence of uh, of jazzy type of sounds um, that that kind of sticks with me. Um, I guess individual songs, Big Sean's "Blessed" that we were talking about earlier. Um, I think in a couple of years, his song "I Ain't Fucking With You" is going to be like a like a party favorite <laughs> for years to come. Um, let me see what else will I listen to a lot. Um, Travis Scott. Yeah. I find myself listening to that a lot. Um, who else? Um, it's it's not really the things that I would have expected for the most part. I think Games Documentary 2 is really dope. Um, I kind of forgot about what's his name's album, Dr. Dre. That kind of just you know went to the wayside. And um, that Jay Dilla project was dope, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm I have a couple things that I'm more so looking forward to from this year. Um, oh yeah, of course the whole Meek Mill and Drake thing. You know that was the the big overshadowing of 2015. Mm-hmm. Oh, my laptop finally decides it wants to start. <laughs> <laughs> it's been starting for the past like 40 minutes. Um, but yeah, I think looking forward, I'm looking forward to Drake's views from the six to see what that's going to sound like. I kind of feel like it's going to be like some type of R&B soft stuff, though. Um, who else am I looking forward to? Pusha T's uh, King Push album, I'm looking forward to. Um, what you call it? Uh, Run the Jewels three. I'm looking forward to that. Damn, they just came out running with Run the Jewels two. That came out in. 2014, I believe, Damn. towards the end. That's they they work fast, man. Because uh, what was it called? Rap music, Killer Mike's album, yeah. and then LPs. They both came out in 2012. They came out with Run the Jewels in 2013. Because I saw them, I saw them maybe like a month or two before they 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 turned into Run the Jewels. Mm. And um, yeah, now they're coming out. So I was like, "Damn, I've never seen LP be this productive ever in his life." Guess he got off the drugs. He was on drugs. I assume so. Looking at him and listening to the music. <laughs> well, no, well, apparently he just he is just on weed and and and, oh. and alcohol. Oh, I I just assumed he was on all kind of stuff. I don't know. He doesn't really strike me as, as the type of person, mm. honestly. Aesop Rock's a different story. Mm. I, that's one thing. Like I've been meaning to get into him. Didn't he have an album that came out recently, or you know, relatively recently? Yeah, um, uh, Skeleton. Okay. Remember, it was, I was trying to get y'all to listen to it. It came out like 2011, 2012. I thought he had something a bit more recent. Maybe it was like oh. an EP or something. Oh, maybe because I know. Yeah, he did. He did. He did do something like for, for free or something like that. Mm. But Skeleton was like a really good album. And me personally, I don't exactly care for E Shop Rock. Mm. I just like that one song. Well, it was two songs Daylight and uh, Nightlight from back in the day. Like way, way back in the day. You remember those? Isn't that what from like Hell Hell's Winter or is that Cage's album? That's Cage's album, I think. I forget what it was. Um but um you know, back during the uh the heyday of Def Jux. I gotta get that whole catalogue and really go through it. 
Is all that stuff on? Is that is that stuff like available on Tidal and Spotify? Uh, last time I checked, some of it is and some of it isn't. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we're gonna have to definitely check through that. But um, anything you looking forward to out of this year? Um, I mean, I guess you know some new uh, the the uh, Doom and uh, Ghostface project. Oh yeah. That um, I'm scared. I'm scared too. Um, I think it was something else that I just can't. I can't think of right now. Um, I know Ghostface said he was trying to get um, Killer Priest and Tragedy Gaddafi together to do an album. What was this? When he announced the uh, Doom project is coming out in February. Oh, that'd be really interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I guess I would. I mean, I guess I'm at this point. I'm curious to see how Drake's album is going to be because, mm. uh, you know, honestly, you know, if you're reading this, it's too late. Probably one of his grime, his grimy, his <laughs> grimiest album to date. Yeah. And it was still lush and cinematic. Yeah. Still had what, what does a uh, big ghost call like? He had the, like the powder hands or whatever. Like <laughs> Pixie dust. Yeah. Oh man, um, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in Maybach Music Group this year after uh, Rick Ross's disappointing uh, sales with his album, and then um, Meek Mill was going to jail in February. I thought he was only doing community service. I thought that too. No, I think he was. I think he was just doing community service because what he does. And um, of course, he was saying that um, he said that his PO always comes out and watches over him whenever he's out doing something. Like if he's doing some community service, or something. And they said that's very rare. Like a PO isn't supposed to do that, but they really have it out for him. So, hmm. um, so yeah, Meek Mill's going to jail. So, you know, you pretty much just have Wale. And um, who knows if he has an album scheduled or, you know, what he has going on. Um, hopefully he can do that Go-Go album. I want to hear what that sounds like. It's not going to sell any records. It's only going to sell like 50,000 copies. <laughs> so pretty much everyone DC's going to buy it and they're going to call it a day. I mean, you never know. I mean, also, you know, people in New Orleans might buy it. Remember what our Gista said? Oh, yeah. You know, go go. You know, it's, it's it was almost about to be like a national genre at one point. I think uh, Trouble Funk is the is the most sampled um, act ever, even more so than James Brown. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think James Brown is number two. Hmm. Who will be number three? Uh, I forgot. Probably George Clinton or like Parliament. I think it was. Yeah. I think they were talking about on NPR one time, like, years ago. I'm sure, sure they were. <laughs> but um, it'll be interesting. What else is interesting coming up this year? Uh, Gucci Man's supposed to get out of jail. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Maybe maybe Max B can... Get the pardon to... from uh, Obama. <laughs> Yo, Obama, man. Free Max B. Like, please. <laughs> um. What else? Um, we got freaking um, good music put with Pusha T at the helm. He's trying to get another um, another compilation going. I think um, so. That'll be cool to see. 
Mm, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see what the next Big Sean project is going to be like. Um, ASAP Rocky, if he drops again, that'll be cool. MIA. Oh, that's right. Um, that video, man. That Borders video. Did you see? You, uh, we watched that, right? I still have yet to watch the Borders video. Oh, man. It's it's very cinematic. <laughs> um, remember how the Bad Girls video was real cinematic? Yeah. Yeah, this one is like on a whole another level. How long is it? Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty much the length of the song. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just the imagery that's in the video. And, and, you know, I'm just like, how do they do that? You know, with the people and all of that. So, um, but yeah, 20, 2016 is going to be is going to be something. I'm curious to see what Baltimore is going to do on the national scene um, in terms of uh, that kid. Um, well, I can't think of his name right now. The bank rules. Oh, take Cobain. Yeah, take Cobain. What he's going to do? Um, what King Los is going to do? Um, and was it you who told me that Young Moose is signed to uh, who's he signed to? Uh, uh, Lil Boosie. Lil Boosie, yeah, yeah. What he's gonna do? Lil Boosie just dropped the album too, I think. Mm. Um, so so it'll be you know it'll be cool to see what type of impact Baltimore has on the game on like a big level, yeah, if at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we've been down this road before, but you know. I mean, well, King, well, Los is pretty much already, you know, carved out like a little niche for him, for himself. Yeah. So he has his fan base, and I mean, I'm not too sure about Take Cobain, but I'm sure Young Moose could probably do the same thing under Lil Boosie. Yeah. All he has to do is keep, you know, perform, perform with him, open up for him whenever he comes here. Yeah. You know, Boosie's the king of Baltimore, that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of true. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can get them on, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, if you're listening, you know, reach out. If you want, if you uh, have anybody who you want to get on the show, you know, let them know and let us know. Hit us up, <laughs> channel10podcast at gmail.com, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, um, I'm curious to see what TDE is going to do next, too. Because um, they've been kind of, I mean, J-Rock's album didn't really sell too much. And see, I didn't really put a whole lot behind it. And then um, Schoolboy Q is supposed to drop again. And then what are they going to do with SZA and Isaiah Rashad? I know Isaiah's been dropping records here and there. So I guess I'll probably do their little independent projects that's just through TDE to kind of build them up. <clears throat> but, um... I don't know SZA's already had, like, four of them, hasn't she? <laughs> um... TPs. I think only one of them came out while she was under TDE. Oh. Yeah, she's had uh, three of them. I think she had S, Z, and A. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, Prime 2. I come out with the second one? Yeah. I saw you had to listen to the first one. Oh, they just uh, re-released a deluxe edition with some extra songs. I mean, I listened to, I think, to most of it, uh, you know, from the Combat Jack show. Mm. And, you know, in your car, but other than that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I got a lot of shit I got to listen yeah. to. Adrian Young is dropping an album, and in true RZA fashion, 
RZA dropped a remix to one of the songs that hasn't come out yet. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what's up with that, but, you know, if you're interested to hear a new Adrian Young album, he, um, I think for this new Prime album, he's, he's making uh, exclusive stuff for DJ Premier to sample. So... Imagine how easy that is, man. You just have these free samples. Yeah, you just got a guy like make me some samples <laughs> so I can chop them up. <laughs> I think on the last one, Adrian Young just gave him a bunch of music from his projects to sample. Yeah, a lot of this stuff came from. Uh, it's crazy, crazy thing that I've known about him for like the past five years now. Mm. Um, the one about it's something about something about April. I know it has the April, the word April in the in the in the name of the album. Mm. So yeah, I mean it's pretty interesting like how you put like a lot of those samples. Yeah. What do you think about? Um, it seems to me now, it's like I think there's a rise of uh, instrumentation and uh, instrumentalism in hip hop to where people who are actually playing on records are getting name recognition. Cause you got Thundercat, Terrence Martin, um, Flying Lotus, Kamazi Washington, uh, Adrian Young. Um, like these people just you know they play instruments and they're getting you know credits on on the songs as as featuring artists and stuff like that so um, what do you make of that I think trap has a lot to do with it Mm. because uh, I remember we had a conversation years ago around like the time of Jeezy's album and everything like that and we talked about well you made a comment (laughs) you said something about um, the reason why trap Trap beats have to be so, you know, I guess, you know, so so orchestrated, all these different sounds being used, different chord progressions, because, you know, a lot of the, I guess the uh, the songwriters, they don't really have good lyrics, mm. so, yeah, they, so yeah, they kind of like mask it, and so I think that, you know, this whole fascination with trap kind of helped out, you know, instrumentalists like Zaytoven and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of get their foot in, and then you know, look at Kendrick's album. He had a lot of trap stuff, trappy sounding beats, like you know, we're gonna be all right and stuff like that. So and people playing over him and everything. Mm-hmm. And also, I guess now that now you have this thing where producers are working together more, like especially like you know the whole Atlanta thing where you know uh, Metro booming and Southside and all these people, they all just get together and make beats and. Oh yeah, we got this beat. Let's go get Zaytoven to play something on it. So, um, you know, I guess just spreading love, getting you know, making music more of a collaborative effort, and then giving people the credit for it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, if you ever like look on YouTube and look at the videos of Southside and um, and TM eighty eight making beats, like it's like a party. It's like it's pretty much like uh, if Nas was at the studio. Mm. <laughs> like they had like the main person who was making the beat. Everyone was just sitting around nodding their heads, just tapping on this small ass laptop, going crazy. Mm. And then, you know, then they'll send it to someone else or whatever like that. And, they, and you know, somehow, some way, Zaytoven happens to be in town and he just he just loves the beat so much he'll just start playing piano for it mm. or something like that. That's dope, though. That's like a nice organic type of process. Oh, and this is something too. All right, so you know if you open up FL Studio, like the that that like e- electric sound plays. Mm-hmm. I think it was Southside. Apparently, when he opens his FL Studio, it says 808 Mafia. Hmm. How do you do that? 
I guess you could go find the, the actual wave file for that sound and just make another sound and name it that same file and just replace it. I gotta do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so hard. Did he have his uh, FL Studio decked out with like a different background and stuff? Uh, not not that I recall, but you know, I'm like I'm way behind on FL Studio right now, man. Like oh. I, I I just I just officially upgraded to eight. Yeah, I'm on 11, man. It, 11 is the newest one, right? Yeah. I th well, you know, these. I think these videos were a bit older, so maybe they were using okay. 10. Yeah, I got I to gotta get my... That's another thing I'm trying to do this year is, like, get my studio back up and running with a good workflow. And, like, I got to get... Uh, I don't want to be stuck on FL Studio. Like, you know, I want to definitely get back in the reason... Because, you know, since I've last used it, they've expanded and done all this kind of cool stuff. And you can record on it, too. Um, I want to learn Ableton and start messing with that some more. Um, get back on my Pro Tools grind. Because um, I used to just make beats just straight in Pro Tools. And then I would rewire other stuff into it and just play. And then um, next couple of months, I'm getting a new guitar. So I'm about to be strumming away. <laughs> So I'm very excited for all the music that's about to come out of my mind into the world. Yeah, I don't like you know, right now I'm really the main thing that I wanna do really is like make my own drum kit. Mm. I've always started and I just never finish it and then I just like trash it because I, I just don't like it anymore. And I've been because you know, this is like something that I realized after like, you know, just um, like throwing FL Studio like on one of my laptops uh -huh. and just using it with like no added, just all the stock stuff. Yeah. The the uh, the stock hip hop drum kit that comes with FL Studio has gotten much better over the, I think they changed like a little bit. Yeah, it, it has gotten a lot better. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, some of like, the drums are pretty good actually. Like, um, I like the, uh, I think the, uh, the vinyl kick they have. Yeah. And like even the snares because, um, you know, sometimes if you want like a boom bap kind of sound, you gotta have like that that DJ Premier MPC fat sounding snare drum. Yeah. But it seems kind of hard to find, cause it seems like if you really go for like these different types of drum kits, you get like the like the the, the crackling snare. It's kind of hard to get that fat snare. And so I've been trying to figure out ways in which. Well, the only way I think I can really be happy with drums is if I just make my own. Yeah. And mine's tend to be a bit more 909 based at this point. I need to just organize my sounds to where I have my specific go. Cause like it's certain sounds that I use a lot, and I always have to go and look for them. Why haven't I just put them in a folder? <laughs> out of out of out of how old am I now? I'm about to be twenty nine. I've been making beats since I was like fourteen. Yeah. Why haven't I ever taken the sounds that I like to use and put them in a daggone folder? Oh, so all right. So you mean like drums? Like drums? Yeah. So where would you have your drums on your computer? I mean, I would have them all in specific kits, but then I have to remember which kit a certain oh. drum is and you know, all sorts of type of stuff. Like I never just took the sounds that I like and, and just put them in a folder. Actually, I know I've never I've never done that either. See, that's kind of like the fun because like remember when um when J Cole came up with the warm up and, mm -hmm. the, and the main issue I had was he kept using the same kick mm -hmm. and it drove me up a wall. Like Kanye West on College Dropout with that damn uh, snare thing. Yeah. 
even like or even Knife Wonder, like early Knife Wonder with the same the same shitty drums. Yeah. His drums have gotten way better. They stepped this game up a lot. Yeah. It's like Knife Wonder's to the point now where you can't always tell us a Knife Wonder beat. Yeah, but see, but I guess, I guess that's that's the beauty of like a lot of these artists is that you can see the imperfection in their in their good music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true, and like you know, you can see that they really care about their stuff too. Yeah, not just throwing it together, but um, and then you know the growth from project to project. So, but um, speaking of Knife Wonder. Um, can't forget Sean Price, man. Oh yeah. Um, that that's gonna stick with hip hop forever. <laughs> um, you know, hopefully, I guess they probably don't. I mean, like, I guess that last project, which I haven't even gone through everything in there yet, but I did listen to a lot of it. The um, the pro the the is it considered posthumous if he recorded it before he died to be released well i guess it would be posthumous because it came out after he died but yeah his posthumous project um it just you know lets you know how dope he is was it came out already yeah no i was i was i wonder like i wonder how this works you know like you know we know that eminem and whoever else gave his family money but then I guess he wanted like be like you know I guess on the business side of things how does it exactly work because maybe his wife didn't work and you know she depended on like that all that tour money he was getting I can't imagine like the effects of you know being with like an underground artist like Sean Price mm. you know because they he really has to get out on tour to get his money yeah damn I don't know it's gonna be hard for them. Um going forward but you know hopefully um you know drew high and all of them you know put something together my thing is like you know if i'm in that situation what i'm probably going to try to do is well my first large lump sum of money put it into a high yield savings account so if something happens to me where i can't work then i should be good just off of the interest from that lump sum and then um, I think that some type of artist health insurance through ASCAP. So maybe there, yeah, there yeah. So maybe there's something do that. I gotta I gotta look at my ASCAP stuff again and all that too. Actually, I was looking at I was looking at it, looking at ASCAP the other day actually because I need to sign up for it. You never signed up for it? No. Um, I feel bad for people that sign up for it now because it costs what twenty dollars now. I think it's more than that now. Oh, and then they just give you a paper card. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what do I mean? What you mean now? Yeah. I know back in the day they used to give you plastic. Yeah, I got the plastic card in my pocket right now. Oh. <laughs> but um, I think they have a look at they have a paper card now. Well, see, well, I want to try to get into uh, like licensing beats. Yeah, yeah. For shows and shit. Yeah, that's another thing I've been saying I would want to do. I mean, I've been looking around some around some places, but I think video games is a good place to start, especially in Maryland, because um, we have what Bethesda um, game company. What's mm -hmm. it called? Um, I know, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and I think there's a couple more. I think there's some video game companies out in Hunt Valley too. So, and then um, there's these databases of music. 
that a lot of places go to to get their music from. So gotta start submitting to some of those. Yeah, that's what I was gonna do. Yeah. Um, just the time to sit down and do all that stuff and can't sample. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to get a. I gotta get like a smaller MIDI controller, keyboard. I'll probably do that as soon as I get a new laptop. I need a dedicated production computer. Well, I mean, well, I think as of now, I kind of, I think I pretty much have one now. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have, but it's so it's large and bulky, and the, the battery doesn't work, so <laughs> it can be a hassle sometimes. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, we are definitely. I, I guess, I guess these um, imperfections in our setups are what. <laughs> makes for creative dope content you know you know from the music to this podcast to everything because right now we're recording on you know on the phone <laughs> yeah just sitting here drinking our starbucks but i think we have some great content and hopefully the people are uh, interested to hear the things that we have to say <laughs> yeah hopefully yeah um this is so i was going through title and I realized that like a lot of people's mixtapes are also on these these types of services, streaming services. And I'm trying to, so I mean, it seems like they kind of like got over on people. I mean, I think, I don't know. I think as long as you're under a certain amount, people aren't going to um, go after you too hard. And, I, and then I noticed with Tidal, Tidal has certain things that aren't on other ones. Like somebody's mixtape might be on title, but it won't be on Spotify or something like that. So I wonder if the artist just has some type of deal with title to where it's for free or I don't know. Kind of like a Lil Wayne and that Free Weezy album. Oh, yeah. Apparently all of his top tracks are from the Free Weezy album, which I don't believe. <laughs> I, I can see it because... Before that, there probably weren't too many people going to title searching for Lil Wayne. So the fact that a new project came out with new music, it probably shot up. So I could I could see it. I could see it. Nothing with title is um you know Prince he exclusively drops his music through uh, title, and yeah. um he did some interview with Essence that I mean mean to look at where he where he talks about it. So that's what I started listening to his album. It's uh. You know, between this one and uh, an artificial age, um, he's really become much more uh, modern. Yeah. He's using auto-tune now. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really have a problem with it because, it, I mean, he's always kind of done different things uh, with his voice mm. throughout the years. Like, you know, when he had that whole alter ego, Camille, and he wanted to, you know... He would want to talk like a woman. Mm. <laughs> and Do you like the music? Um, some of it is pretty good. Mm. But it seems like he's trying to go back to like Purple Rain Prince. Like it seems like he picked up the, you know, the Lindrum and started doing like the same shit from mm. nineteen eighty six or eighty seven, whenever it came out. Do you think um any of his new music recreates uh the magic or could you see Prince making a favorite Prince track in these days and times? What do you mean as like a totally new song? A totally new song that's one of his best songs. 
Um, probably. I think he's he's already done that. Mm. You know, when you know, because remember, like, he he was like so underground for like a number of years, and then he reemerged like in the mid two thousands with like Musicology had like a big sold out tour throughout the world. Yeah. And he came back with thirty one twenty one. And and that was like kind of in between like these other like these three underground albums that he came out with like jazz albums mm. that only like really hardcore Prince Pants we even know about. That's what I remember you telling me about those. Yeah, and then he drops like Black Sweat, which I think is like one of his best songs. Like it's really industrial, really updated, but still like Princeish. Mm. Best thing about Prince though is like people talk about him like being so like old school but the thing is though people took his sound it just happens to be his sound that people took mm. <laughs> so it's kind of hard for me like to really call it you know really all that old school or what but you know we we, just, we do it all the time in hip-hop so i guess i can i can see it yeah but um but yeah but also like um you know future has his mixtape from title and since they're all original beats you know, I wonder how that works with like money and stuff like that. Since technically they they they're free. I guess the label turns a blind eye to the fact they're not getting a cut off of it, or maybe they do. You know, get a cut. But I remember L.A. Reid was talking about how, you know, after the after his uh, album Honest didn't do that well, he decided to be more hands off and let Future do what he wants to do, and you know, drop his independent projects to kind of build them up because he knows what's best for him. So. It's just amazing how someone said he of uh, that an artist knows what's best for him himself. <laughs> I know, right? It really doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's just interesting. Like, okay, so you messed up this album, so you said go let him go build up his buzz and do his grind, and then once he gets up to a certain point, we're just going to drop another project from him and take half the money, and not really do too much because he just did all the work. Also, because we messed up the first time. Also, here thinking like, man, they got the game a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you know, I mean, if you, this whole, it still doesn't exactly make any sense of how all this really happened. His uh, his his rise. Yeah. I mean, people were just searching for that new sound, and then you know, like Schooly D said. When we talk to him, you know, a lot of the music has to do with the type of drugs that people are taking now. So, the type of drugs that people are taking now, and then the type of environments that they're in, that's the music for it. So, it's the soundtrack to your evening. And the thing about Future is, you know, he's good for, like, a quote, like a good little line that you're always going to remember. Like, I just fucked your bitch in some Gucci flip-flops. Or like now I'm back fucking my gr-. like you might not know what he's saying on the song, but you know that one thing. So you can just say now I'm back fucking my groupies or let's have rich sex or you know whatever it is. Like all you need is that is that catchphrase. So he's like the catchphrase king. Yeah, I don't know. It's but half it should really don't it really doesn't make any sense. Or well, maybe it it just doesn't to us. I mean, you can say the same about Supreme Clientele. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I mean, he. I mean, he may be on the verge of making like that the, the trap Supreme Clientele for real because, like you, you know, like the song Fifty Six Nights. Mm-hmm. And you know, since we know like the entire background to it finally because at the Esco interview, the song really doesn't make any sense. The mixtape doesn't make any sense. I mean. <laughs> 
somebody said, um, I mean, the mixtape is made to a 56 nights because of D- what DJ Esco went through. But you yeah. didn't go through it, so why are you calling your, your mixtape 56 nights? Well, it was, he was trying to get the tribute. <laughs> but um, I think on title, it does say DJ Esco 56 nights. Well, I mean, well, and if you notice, like, I mean, because the, uh, the Monster Mixtape and the Zaytoven joint, Beast Mode, they don't have any, like, DJs on it anyway. Mm. And so this is the only one that has, like, the, uh, the you know, DJ drops on it. Mm. But, yeah, like, I mean, he says, I think 50, 56 Nights crazy. I think me and Esco crazy. I just went on a tour. 56 Holes, they were all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it's crazy. I mean, even like even I serve the bass, which is like one of my favorite songs of DS two. It doesn't really have anything to do with serving bass, unless he means music, which I don't think he I don't think he means. I mean, it's a double entendre. You know, he's a lyrical genius. Hold up, man. Let's go to. Um, <laughs> I gotta pull up future on on rap genius to see if there is any type of explanation for. Anything that he talks about. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he doesn't even have Rap Genius account. <laughs> but somebody has to be putting these lyrics up and, um, you know, trying to explain them. Uh, let's see. Uh, future. What's his name? His name is like Don Terrius or something. Yes, yes. Some some super black name. Like Like some NFL player type of name. Alright, so 56 Nights Lyrics. Genius.com. It's coming up right now for all the listeners. Waking up fresh, that's Kodak. Killing these niggas, you know that. Real street nigga, you know that. Real street nigga, you know that. I think 56 Nights Crazy. I think 56 Nights Crazy. Future is talking about DJ Esco's time in jail where he was arrested because of marijuana possession and spent 56 nights in Dubai. Okay. I think me and Esco crazy. DJ Esco is a longtime collaborator of Future. Okay, we know that. With whom he dropped this mixtape, 56 Nights. I think me and Young Skull crazy. Future thinks he and his free band's record label signee Young Scooter are crazy. I forgot about Young Scooter. I did too. Shout out to Young Scooter. I did 56 broads on the European tour and they was all crazy. <laughs> they were actually but Yeah. Future, unlike Esco, appeared to enjoy his time outside of America. And they have a picture of him and all these women. <laughs> <laughs> this might have to be the uh, picture for the uh, for the uh, episode. All right. I took fifty six bars all in one month, nigga, and I'm still drinking. In addition to his nonstop codeine consumption, Future popped fifty six bars of Xanax in the span of one month. This means that. At one point, this means that at a point, Future was consuming roughly two bars of Xanax every day. Also, this line shows the extent of Future's drug addiction as a way to deal with personal pain and struggles. Okay. 
I could still see the scar on a nigga hand, man. Shit real crazy. Future got shot in his hand when he was younger because somebody wanted the money he had on him and he wouldn't give it up. And then they have a DJ Vlad <laughs> interview. I've been taking these mollies still nodding off cause a nigga too faded. Even though he is taking Molly, which normally gives you energy, he is so geeked that he just wants to sleep. Somebody said, while taking Molly would normally give you energy, Future is still nodding off due to heavy opiate sedation. Speaking of uh, codeine, you know, they say that if you if you um, take that, it, like, like if you uh, uh, drink lean, you might as well just do heroin. Oh, yeah. I've been laying low key inside a nigga vault. Money is my motivation. Future has been cooped up inside lately working on his music career and vault money, family money, basically a fuck ton of money has been his motivation to maintain his grind, his unmatched work ethic. Money keep a nigga motivated, Molly keep a nigga motivated. When you're on Molly, you are far from lethargic. You feel like you can do anything. In terms of future, I could see how it could keep him up in the studio for days. Percocet keep him motivated. (laughs) (laughs) Percocet is oxy and drank will numb you also, but when you are taking it, you feel invincible. Long term, it will most definitely demotivate you, but in Future's world in the Atlanta studio, I can see how this excess keeps you writing and laying out these tracks. A real irony. Good drink keep a nigga motivated. Drink or lean is codeine infused drink that Future loves. It keeps him going. Lore tabs on my conversation. Another strong painkiller. Feature likes all kinds of drugs if you haven't already realized. (laughs) Lore in Baltimore means little. Little tabs on my conversation. Probably tabs of acid on his tongue. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, apparently all this, you know, you ain't breaking it down. Every line has an explanation. Every single one. Okay, so so all right, so I guess going back to the course, he was kind of doing like a I guess the comparison between the fifty six nights that he spent while Esco was in jail <laughs> in Dubai. That's how that's how it kind of sounds. But then he just he but then he's so into himself that he just has to keep talking about himself. So it sounds like originally, knowing since he freestyles, he had he just wanted to make the song for Esco. But then he's got really deep into his shit and just start talking about his life as usual. I mean, I just think he just thinks everything is crazy. He thinks 56 Nights is crazy. <sighs> I just did 56 Bros on European tour and it was all crazy. I don't know. I mean, it's just fun. I, I always say one day I, I just want to do an album where I'm just making syllables and not real words. Just like, I, I guess it's like scatting. To a beat, hmm. like like what if Future did that? What if he was just? <laughs> 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 I mean, he kind of does that sometimes. Yeah, I'm just, 
I'm about to start doing auto tune scat raps. Probably make a lot of money out here, man. Yeah. And then market it in other countries because they probably think that it actually means something if they don't know English. Mm. No point. Man, I gotta get this bread. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's. I don't know. So, codeine, you might as well be doing heroin. It's an opiate. Hmm. And you lean just like a dope fiend. Well, I mean, you know, he he well he, he, he kinda talks about that like in an interview. He says that he wants to say the things that people are afraid to say. Hmm. And so he said that's well monster, he that's what he said all my niggas junkies. It's true. <laughs> uh. yeah, at least he's truthful. Yeah. Wayne still has really yet to talk about his drug addiction. This is true. See, I'm just, that's the thing. But he's gonna end up like Lil Wayne. He's just he's cooled up in the studio. Doesn't really, really understand reality at this point. I mean, I think Joe Rogan was talking about this. Some people they do all these drugs and they do this huge output of critically acclaimed work, and it's like he calls it redlining, to where you're always operating at a maximum level. And basically, you just get burnt out and your shit just stops working. Like, like your brain stops working because you just be pushing it to the limit all the time, not giving it time to rest. I guess it's like if you just drive a car at its maximum speed just all the time, I mean, that shit going to burn out. You don't ever put any oil in it. You don't really maintain it. You just go super hard until shit breaks down. Hmm. So it's like doing the same thing with your body. Alright, well, I guess at this point, what, Future has one, two, by five, well, I guess maybe six, technically. Six projects? Well, six, like, critically acclaimed projects. You have the first Dirty Sprite, DS2, the three, the the, the, the trilogy of mixtapes, and then you have Pluto. Tell about astronaut status? No, well, I was just on Dirty Sprite. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, he has astro- I mean, he, I mean, he has a bunch more stuff, too. Yeah, no, I've been thinking about trying to go back to listening to that shit, but I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I don't like old future. I don't like that 20, Mon- that 20 Montana shit. I'm like, all right. Man, I remember when that shit came out. Damn, man, that was what? That was 2011. Yeah, man, I remember I came back and, you know, you were playing 20 Montana, then ASAP Rocky's mixtape, and then uh, 2 Chains came out. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with music right now? <laughs> I'm riding around and I'm getting it. I'm riding around and I'm getting it. Yeah, man. It was, just, it was just too much going on during that time. It was crazy, man. Like 56 nights, man. man. Well, I hope, hopefully this year we can make it crazy again. Have some wild experiences. Have some good music, good times. And just turn up. Ride this bitch till the wheels fall off. I might die. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, nah. Well, I don't know. 2015 was a crazy year. Yeah, a lot of... I don't know. It wasn't... It wasn't... Oh, I didn't really do too much. It's time to turn up. I can't even say I didn't do too much. We did all these podcast episodes. Yeah, we went out with... This is, well, depending on what, well, right now, this is the 37th one. Yeah. 
37. God damn, man. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, thank y'all for rocking with us. Yeah. A lot of new content. Everything is going to drop. Um, I don't know when it drops. Sometimes it's not exactly consistent. No, it's always consistent, but it's not... Uh, you know, it just it, it's gonna hit you out of nowhere sometimes. You know, like a ninja just popping up out at you from behind a building. Well, it's been almost three weeks, hasn't it? Nah, it hasn't been that long. It has. This has been a minute, man. This is long. I think this is long as we ever gone. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's three weeks, man. We. Yeah, fuck the holidays. Yeah, sure. yeah, I we hate can, Christmas. Yeah, I hate talk about that. Yeah, I hate Christmas. I hate New Year's. I hate Easter. I hate Thanksgiving. So, out of all these holidays, which one do you hate the most? Oh, man. I mean, this year I hate Christmas the most because it's like all this money you have to spend for some shit that you don't even want to participate in. But if you don't participate in it and people get you something, then you got to get them. Like, it's just... So, it's like, basically, you're socially obligated to, to participate in something that's going to fuck you up for the next couple of months that you have to recover from. And at the same time, if you don't have paid holidays at your job, then it's going to fuck up your check. So, your check is fucked up. Then you're already spending money. And you don't want to participate. Like, like you just want to live a normal life. But because it's Jesus' birthday, everything just gets fucked up. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think at this point, Thanksgiving is more annoying than Christmas. Why is that? Because, because um, since it's no, there's no point in me coming home, all we have like three days. Mm. So then, you know, you're, sit, you're standing there and, you know, you're, you're kind of boggled. With you know where you're gonna go, all these people asking you, mm. well, you want to do this, you want to do that, and you feel pressured to go to a lot of them, mm. but yet and still you just pick one. Why are the holidays so stressful? It's like just a just a socially, you know, all these social ob- obligations. Like if I'm off, I just want to chill. That's a lot. That's like it's like four like four months in a row: October, November, three months. Yeah. October, November, December. It's like it's like it's like it's supposed to be a time where you're not stressed out, but it's more stressful than work sometimes. I mean, yeah, people get killed and robbed more often during the holidays. Yeah. Niggas shoot guns on New Year's. Oh yeah, I was walking yesterday. It was probably like eight, nine at night, not even close to midnight yet, and it was like a thunderstorm. Mm. Shout out to the east side. <laughs> <laughs> Busting guns. Be safe though. But yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we made it through another another round of holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Martin Luther King Day next. That's my favorite holiday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we won't have classes or anything. Yeah, and then you're not social. Well, you are kind of socially obligated to do shit sometimes, like community service and stuff like that. Sometimes I'm like, damn, y'all need to get out and 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 help rebuild the community. <laughs> well, I mean, there's hey, there's more than enough to do around here. 
Walk <laughs> find something. Yeah, man. Shout out to the community. A very nice general term. Hold your head up. Mm. Shout out to Visit Baltimore. Figuring out how to get people to visit Baltimore. Yeah, shit is so fucked up, man. It's not nice to come back home and everything's the same still. Nothing, nothing Nothing's changed. Yeah, that, shit, that shit was classic though. That that one picture, like before the riot, after the riot, the same, <laughs> same shit. <laughs> man, when I was driving earlier, man, some of these houses that I saw, you know, and, and you know, I said this earlier, it's like these houses are just abandoned. Some of them have these huge wooden structures to keep them from falling over into the street. Like literally, the house was like it's about to just explode outwardly from the middle and then collapse but then they have like this wood thing up against it that they built to keep it up and i'm just like what happened to the last people who were living here like where did they go how are their lives you know how did it get to this point around here sounds like a like a planet money episode <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know maybe i could maybe i could do some investigative journalism figure out actually I really could now I think about it I might do that oh, oh that's right you do have ways to try to, to do that you have, you, you're a powerful man at this point hey man I, <laughs> <laughs> I got ways yeah you know what I'm saying so I don't know we gonna do some some amazing things and then we gonna get this money and um, if anybody's still listening to us talk right now, I hope you're you're enjoying this. We're tired. Yeah, we are. So I guess we should probably sign off. Cool. Might as well. Yeah. Nice hour, 40 seconds. Yeah, so channel10podcast.com. Please rate and subscribe and um, check us out and uh, order a t-shirt or something. Matter of fact, I got to get on t-shirt designs and stuff like that. I'm going to push it out. Channel 10, it's on again. Street niggas, this grown men. Bold face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace. Catch more beef to Scarface.